On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, we have a huge pay-per-view card to preview. It is David Benavidez, Caleb Plants, finally here. We're kicking off fight season. A great card, uh, top to bottom from Showtime. We'll also uh, talk about this Jose Ramirez-Richard Comey uh, card that's also going to be on Saturday night over on ESPN. Uh, we got some unfortunate news with Naya Inouye's injury, but don't be alarmed. The fight is still happening, and Dana White uh, wants to enter boxing again. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Inside Boxing Live. This is a product of John Boy Media. I am Dan Canovio. He is the former WBO 140-pound world champion who is dressed to the nines for our show today. Not because he just came off the pro box set. Because he wants to dress up real nice for Inside Boxing Live, because that's the type of guy he is. Chris Algieri, how are you? You know, I'm turning over a new leaf. We've got a lot of big fights coming up, so I'm going to treat this like a big fight atmosphere and, and and dress well moving forward. It's fight season, Chris. It's opening day, opening week. Saturday night, we're kicking off fight season. Like, Yankees are right around the corner, MLB. Uh, we got March Madness in full swing. No, fight season. Boxing, big boxing is here. There's been some great fights this year already. But in our opinion, uh, this is the, the the biggest fight of the year so far, a grudge match. Uh, David Benavides, Caleb Plant, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It's a lot of interest around this fight, um, not only because it's a grudge, ma- grudge match, but because it's actually a good fight and an important one for the, the, the landscape of the division. It's The winner has the potential to be in the running for the sweepstakes known as Canelo Alvarez, being the yeah. opponent of Canelo Alvarez and making tons of money. So... Yeah, no, this is this is this is a big fight for a number of reasons. And uh yeah, I'm I'm as I'm as, as excited as you are. I actually love this entire card. I think this is a really good pay-per-view offering from Showtime and PBC, top to bottom. Obviously, main event, Benavidez plant high stakes, 168, winner maybe gets Canelo, grudge match. Love that. Comey, Chris Colbert, Jose Valenzuela. Love this fight. Two guys that are desperate, come both guys coming off of losses that want to get back into that. A uh, 130 pound picture. That's a really good fight with a lot of stakes uh, right there. Jesus Ramos versus Joey Spencer. This is like really good matchmaking. This is two guys that are on the same kind of trajectory, sink or swim type of fight. Who's real? Who's not? We're going to find out uh, when they get into the ring on Saturday night. And then Cody Crawley, who only knows fun, exciting fights, picking on Abel, uh, Abel Ramos, who is probably one of the better gatekeepers in all of boxing. So this card, man, all four fights are, are compelling, which you really can't say a lot uh, in boxing these days. So I'm looking forward to like being in front of my TV, like right at whatever time it starts. I think it's 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I like this card. I had to like top to bottom. This is how it should be. Like load up the pay-per-view with really compelling fights. Doesn't have to be big names, but as long as they're even fights. Well, like you said, I mean, this is something that's kind of a rarity in the sport, which sucks, but it's especially rare for pay-per-views lately. Normally pay-per-views, you got the top, the top main event, and they're both super inflated price price range guys. They're both yeah. getting paid so much money that the promoters are forced to fill the undercard with cheap fights. And cheap fights are usually not great fights. So we, we're, we're getting a full card here, which is really, really refreshing. And hopefully is kind of a trend that we're going to have moving forward. Because like you said, it is fight season. I love how you coined that last 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 episode. But uh, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be riding fight season throughout the next couple months up until we get that lull in the middle of the summer. But uh, yeah, hopefully it, it goes in the trajectory that that this fight's kicking off with and we can just have a, a kick-ass year. 
Oh, you're talking about that lull uh, that we might get after like June 10th. I think June 10th is the last fight on the schedule that we know is happening. It's Steve Fima Lopez and Josh Taylor. Um, Nayo Inouye got injured. Uh, doesn't We don't know what injury it is. I think that's going to come out in the next few days, and I think we'll understand the scope of this. But uh, the fight's postponed with uh, Stephen Fulton. This was a kick in the nuts. Um, but fear not, because Stephen Fulton tweeted out already, this fight is happening. We already have another date. So that leads me to believe that it's not that crazy of an injury for in a way. But the silver lining in all this, you know me, optimistic Dan, I got to find some silver lining in this fight not happening May 7th. And that is, we talked about this on previous episodes, Chris, like sometimes the boxing schedule gets like cluttered and they put all the really good fights like in all the weeks in a row. And then by midsummer, where it's nothing. It's like a barren wasteland. So if they move this fight in a way, Fulton, to like say June or July, okay. Now we got something to look forward to in June or July. Yeah, I want it in May, but there's so many other good fights in and around April, May, June, that if we get this in June or July, in a way, Fulton, so be it. And then we have an even bigger fight. It's a get its uh its own spotlight, not mixed in, you know, a couple uh, hours after Canelo. That's 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 my spin on it. Okay. All okay. Right. Two things, Dan. What do you want? Do you want do you want the good news first or the bad news first? What do you want to do? Uh, I'm a bad news first kind of guy. Okay. Cool. So you you are optimistic, Dan. I am pessimistic, CA. I do not feel okay about this fight getting pushed back. Uh, it worries me because Steve Stephen Fulton has been looking to move up and wait. Yeah. And the more time that it takes for this fight to occur, the harder it is for Fulton to make the wait. It maybe even become impossible to make the weight, maybe even pushing this fight off. I don't want to put that into the ether, but it's just it's it's banging on on the back of my brain thinking about uh, this fight not happening in, in, on May 7th. It's something that we've wanted for such a long time. It's something that I was actually optimistic about happening. Now, I don't know, man, that's that's a, that's a whole wrench in, in 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 the setup. And I'm, I'm feeling a little uneasy about it. Maybe, okay, you know, well, hopefully, my, hopefully my guts, hopefully my guts off. Give me the good, um, news. good news is. That normally I would disagree that they're still not going to happen in June, July, because there's always that lull. But this is a fight that's happening in Japan. The Japanese season of boxing isn't like they don't follow any of any of the yeah. rules that we do over here. They can have a fight in mid in, in early August. They don't care because anyway, it's going to sell no matter what. And they don't really I don't think they care that much about the, the, the market, the global market as much as so as much as we do on this side. So, yeah, that, that would be that would be possible and probably the best case scenario is that this fight ends up ending hitting right in the middle of summer so we have some reason to stay up overnight and live stream with all you guys at home yeah that was our plan i didn't want to get out of here we were planning on doing a live stream for canelo rider and then just like either just like taking a quick cat nap sleeping at the office and then going right through to Inouye. but we'll still we'll still do that but I like that plan. Words too. Canelo Ryder, and then we're gonna ride it through to straight through the Inouye. Straight through sleeping bags and in, in, in the office floor. Yeah, actually, Mike. Uh, Kegs our, and eggs. Watching guy, the fight. Our tech guy, Mike, um, who is a casual boxing fan and like learned about Inouye from us talking about him so much and like mm-hmm. listening to our fight preview. He was legit bummed today when I told him when I gave him the news. He was like, "Ah oh, man, I was like really looking forward to that." But um, to go back to your bad news part of it with Fulton, yes, that's something to be worried about. Obviously, a growing fighter who this is probably his last fight at one twenty two. But he, the fact that he tweeted that out, the fact that he's like, "Everyone, calm down, relax." This is his big money fight. We talked about this so many times. He he, uh, a few more months, a month or or or, or 
let's say eight weeks added on. I know I've never had to make weight. It's easier said than done, but I think he knows what's at stake here in terms of the fight and what's at stake in terms of dollars and his bank account. So uh, that's the latest. That's a It's a gut punch, but if you're a boxing fan, you're used to these gut punches. At least it's like not like just canceled and like kind of like how Charlo Zoo was where we didn't where we don't know when we're getting that fight and and then you know zoo had to move on like they're not moving on they have a new date and we'll hopefully get that fight in, in midsummer all right so more back- and more it seems like this fight is happening because of Stephen fulton it seems like he really pushed to make this happen he was moving out of the weight class decided not to yeah. um he said he went to al and said make this fight i want i want to fight this guy he was the one who tweeted out today and was like, hey, guys, chill out. Don't worry. Yeah. It's still going to happen. So I, I I, like the driving force that Fulton's putting out there. And like you said, this is his money fight. And potentially his biggest money fight could be the rematch if he pulls off the win because then he's going to pay him even more. That's, that's I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm thinking like a, like a boxing entrepreneur. I'm thinking like a manager now. But there you are. You're yeah. like, look at you. Look at how you're dressed. You're, you roll up you know, the sleeves there. You're basically Keith Connolly. You're that's Keith Connolly. You got better hair than Keith Connolly. Don't tell him I said that. You're a manager. He, he, he listens to this, so he's he's going to hear that. And he's oh, he's gonna my guy. He's a, good, he's a good dude. Um, no, he's a great guy. Yeah, so yeah, if he, if he does win, he will get a lot more money. He'll be the A-side um, and all that. So let's get back to the Showtime uh, pay-per-view this week. <laughs> I guess let's start with like some of the fights that are on this card. Uh, Cody Crawley, Abel Ramos. Crawley rated third by the WBC. This is technically a WBC eliminator. Um, I think this Cody Crawley's like one of the like I would title him as like one of the better fighters that you really don't know a lot about. I know he's been featured on some PBC cards now, but he's really good, man. He throws a lot of punches. Last fight, close to 90 punches around. Uh beat Jose Cito Lopez. Uh, obviously Lopez is long in the tooth, but still impressive win. Uh two guys that are trending in opposite directions. Crawley trending up. Abel Ramos has lost two of his last three, but it's still a tough out. I love this fight from like a crowd pleasing standpoint. And then hopefully Crawley can move up because we need some new blood in the welterweight division badly. So little known fact, I had Cody Crowley in my camp for Manny Pacquiao. Him and I have shared the ring quite a bit, sparred a ton. Really? Um, ten, I know. Even you, 10 years ago. Yeah. Even you don't know about these things, Dan. I know. I, love, um, like, I don't know anything about sparring. Mm-hmm. Like any sparring fact you give me, I'm gonna say, "Wow, really?" Because I like it's like the one thing fans don't know shit about. It's the one no. thing media thinks they know about, but they're not very invited. It's like your guys' little like like uh, fraternity. Yeah. Like, oh, they spar. Who they spar? Like I think it's the coolest thing. It's one of the things that's helped me so much as as a commentator because I've I'm you know recently recently an active fighter, so I I've worked. I know what everybody personally. I worked with so many of these guys. I've I've been in the ring with a lot of them, so I'm able to give little insights that no one else would be privy to. But Cody, uh, very talented kid, very hardworking kid, uh, very disciplined. I mean, he's he lives the life. I'll tell you all that. And I've stayed in touch with him since since those years. Um, and I actually helped him with a little bit of a, a visa issue that he had a, a couple years back. All right. So now, and, on top of being a manager, you're now like an immigration specialist. I wouldn't say all that. Uncle Sam might be listening, but uh, <laughs> hopefully he does what he's supposed to do. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, he, I'm happy to see him getting these opportunities and and getting some some recent big wins. And uh, yeah, this is this hey, this this is not an easy fight. Abel yeah. Ramos is a rough cat, and yeah. uh, I, I I keep thinking of the um, uh, the the fight that he won in the very last seconds. Pirelli, Pirella, um, Pirella, the good Brian Pirella, who. Was is a good fighter himself, very dangerous guy, good puncher. Another guy that I sparred with. I had I had him in camp for Spence. And uh, 
Yeah, and and Abel Ramos was able to to starch him in the last final seconds of a fight that he was very much losing. So a very dangerous guy, big step up um, in, in class for for Cody Crowley. But uh, happy to see that he's he's getting on these big cards and getting these these name fighters. Yeah, Perella was in February of 2020. Um, like you said, that 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 was on the plant, on the plant, um, Nashville fights, and then he went split decision, went the distance with Ugas. Uh, one judge had him winning that one. Um, mm-hmm. Beat Figueroa, Omar Figueroa, lost to uh, Luke Santa Maria. But yeah, like tough out. Uh, Crawley, the story is about Crawley in this fight. It's like this guy wants to climb up and he wants to. I watched some interviews with him um, a couple of days ago. Like he's hungry. Like you can just yes. tell. Like, yep. I'm, hungry, I'm motivated, disciplined. Yeah, I was like watching this. He was like, yo, I, don't, I live, eat, and breathe <laughs> boxing, but I really don't know much about this guy. But I want to learn more about because he seems like he's like very, like, I feel like he'd be a good interview, like good for the sport, like some new fresh blood. And I think he's a, has an exciting fighting style. Uh, so that's the first fight of the night, or I don't know what the ex- actual order is, um, but that would be uh, one of the fights you're going to get on the Showtime pay-per-view. Jesus Ramos taking on Joey Spencer. Uh, this is really interesting to me. I was kind of shocked to see this matchmaking. Shocked and not shocked because Spencer, I feel like, has been like the PBC's darling. Like they put him on all these huge fight cards. Uh, a lot of fans um, are boxing fans are brutal. They'll just be like, this guy doesn't deserve this platform. He doesn't deserve this spot. PBC's force feeding this guy down our throats. Like they're, I don't think he's that great, uh, but he is improving. What are your thoughts on Spencer? So, okay. So more inside boxing knowledge, right, little known fact. I, uh, I've been right, helping, I, I've helped Joey Spencer and his father with his, his diet, nutrition, and training for a couple of years now. I met them when we were training over in the Bay area over at, uh, over at, um, uh, we were training. It was Danny Balco? Jacobs and I, no, 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 no. At, um, Does that even exist anymore? No, that Balco is, is super, super <laughs> wow, defunct and, and, and illegal. <laughs> very, yeah, very that illegal. was like the Barry Bonds, clean, the, the cream. And the Mosley, that was, yeah, that was, that was, oh, that was wow. yeah, yeah, that was bad stuff. Um, yeah, no, that that's snack now. Yeah, that's what happens. You, you go to jail for a little bit, you, you pay yeah. some fines, you just change the name and you do the yeah, same Victor stuff. Victor Conti, who, who is now like the, supposed to be like the voice of clean fighting. Meanwhile, this guy was like the most notorious steroid supplier of the uh, baseball has ever seen love boxing. Got, gotta love boxing wild wild west but uh yeah so i met joey joey spencer we were out there in in the bay area and his his father and he's you know great kid super 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 dedicated uh they treat his training like a real athlete i was very 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 impressed so um you know it, and he's young super young so this is this very is young. a this is a big step up and you know, people were yeah, people who are talking trash about him you, you gotta understand how young this this guy is i i always forgot too because he's very he doesn't look it. He doesn't look that quite that young. He does a baby face, but um, he's got he's got the physicality of a much more mature man. But you know so, what I mean? Like I don't mean he's like I mean that like the PBC was pushing him along, like putting him on those cards is like counterintuitive. I feel like it's like a double edged sword. Like he's getting great exposure, mm-hmm. um, but he's also could potentially getting exposed. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's like but, wait wait why is this guy on first fight of the night on a huge card? Like who is this guy? And oh, he's not knocking guys out left and right. But yeah, like, that's boxing. What you know, exactly. you, if if you know if if Lou DiBella has a, a signed fighter and he owes him a certain amount of X dates, X, X fights a year, you got to put him somewhere. You're going to put him on the cards that you have, and and that's just that's just part of the business of the sport that which a lot of fans don't understand. Um, it's it's not all just entertainment value and and 
making the best fights. It's, you know, you still, you still got to live up to your, your contractual obligations. So, but I, this is beyond that. This is an actual real fight, um, a crossroads fight. I like putting young guys in tough. I'm, I, I, I almost like, I like the UFC model where it's like, oh, we don't do easy fights. We fight. I didn't have easy fights. I fought a lot of really tough guys back to back to back. So I like it. I it's sink or swim. That's a, a perfect way to put it. Like you said, and uh, yeah, this is uh, this is one of those. This is this is that prospect prospect matchup that every one of us has on our, in our careers on our way to a title fight. So yeah, I'm more power to it. Let's uh, let's go. Yeah, I think Jesus Ramos is ahead of Spencer in terms of like development. Yeah. Um, both guys undefeated. Ramos 19 and 15 knockouts. Spencer 16 and 10 knockouts. Uh, Ramos 22 years old. Spencer will turn 23 the day before the fight. Uh, this is awesome. Right, so technically he's 22 right now. Yeah, this <laughs> is great. Uh, love this fight. Ramos uh, is a stud. Um, has got wins over Luke Santamaria, uh, Brian Mendoza, who is fighting uh, Sebastian Fundora in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, Javier Molina. He's fit. He has tougher competition than Spencer. And I'm a little shocked. Uh, DraftKings, I have the app open here. Spencer is a plus 170 in this fight. So, actually, I'm not shocked by that. Why, why would I be shocked by that? Ramos is the favorite. Ramos is a minus 220 favorite. Pretty close. Yeah, I, I would I would expect him to be the favorite, but yeah, it's close. And it's it's a winnable fight for both men. This is one of those, this is almost, it's pretty much a pick and fight. I think a lot of people would, would lean towards towards Ramos, but I would not count out the Spencers. I'm, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go Ramos. I got to put in a uh, parlay this week. Ramos, and I like the over in the main event. Caleb Plant, uh, and what, what is the what is the round? Nine and a half. Ooh, well, you know my prediction. I, th- I said it on here, and I picked the round. I didn't pick Don't the under over. I okay. I've already said it on the People got. We want people to, look, to listen to the full episode. Actually, it actually doesn't matter. Uh, it's not like radio where you have to stay on. Like if you download this episode, we're all good. That's some inside producing. A podcast, but let's not give it away just Don't yet. give all the secrets away, but yeah. come on. Yeah, let's yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah, keep yeah. a little bit of the mystery. But if you do um Ramos money line and the over nine and a half, that's a plus one sixty six parlay right now. It's like okay odds. Um that's not my official parlay. That'll come out uh Friday or Saturday on my socials. So keep it locked. Um I'm on keep a hot streak. Locked. I'm on a hot streak, by the way. Back, baby. Let everyone know that I'm back. Uh, uh, I'll tell everybody over here. In, yeah, in, we're in, on the in, pro box set. I'll tell Tampa that that Dan Canobio is locked. Yeah, go outside, yell it out. Locked, loaded. No, I, I'm not loaded. Just locked. Well, I mean, with, with if you win, you'll be loaded after the weekend. Yeah, isn't that how, I'm up. Isn't that how betting works. I'm yeah, not really I, a betting guy, but yeah, I am afraid. Like I like I've been winning all my bets, and I think there's probably a math to it. Like you're supposed to increase your bets. If you keep winning, but I just keep putting 50 down every bet and just like and slowly building like a nice little nest. You egg. and my brother need to need to hook up and and, and talk well, about it, how not good at betting you both are. No, I'm good at betting. Like no, I mean, but in terms of like the, the numbers and the like right. what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I don't want to be like awesome at it. Like there's no such thing as like a really, really good gambler. That's that sounds like loser talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though. Like I don't want to know. Like, the I'm like, ins push, and outs. I'm like pushing your vice. I'm like, come on. Let's, yeah, let's, I like. Come on, just double like down. dabbling. I like dabbling here and bro- there. That's like, why. That's why I want to do my brother because my brother's the same way. He fifty bucks here, hundred bucks here. You know. Right. Hey, what do you think about this? Yeah, yeah. Like there is a way. Like you increments. Like where you build up to bigger bets. But I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, let's see what else is on this card. Um, 
Cody Crowley. I'm missing one. Jesus Ramos, Joey Spencer, Cody Crowley, Abel Ramos. Oh, uh, prime time. Our prime, prime time. time. Yep. Chris Colbert. Don't call me B Hop. Chris Colbert versus Jose Valenzuela. Chris Colbert. The last time he saw Chris Colbert, uh, he was fighting Hector Luis Garcia, who just Very lost good to fighter. Tank. But at the end of that fight, I've never seen this in all my years of watching fights. Colbert knew he was losing. He knew he was going to lose the fight. He ran, like, in a loss. Have you ever seen that, Chris? Like, he – I've seen fighters cruise to a win. Like, they know they won the fight, so they don't want to get, get caught with something. He knew he was going to lose. Didn't want to get caught with something, potentially get even, like, more hurt. So he ran in a loss. I, I've never seen that, and I can't get over it. I mean, he's he's protecting he's protecting his moneymaker, his 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 brain, his body, his image. Um, I mean, probably didn't do a whole lot for his image in a positive no. way, but um, you know, he, he you know, getting 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 knocked out, getting stopped isn't 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 a good thing, um, uh, for for anyone's career unless you're going out in your shield. But but listen, everybody's got a different mindset. So um, I've uh, it's not really my mindset. I'm always looking to try and win and and scrap, and I'll go out of my shield, and I've done it before but um but listen everyone's got their own mindset and I, I can never you don't know what he was thinking then you don't know what kind of injuries he could have been dealing with but you know he's back i'm happy he's back i'm a big fan of chris chris colbert uh, i like his new name prime time and he, you know he always puts on exciting fights so this is a, this is a good fight for him it's 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 a it's a tough fight because um valenzuela is is he's another guy they're both hungry they're both hungry young guys coming off losses a lot to prove i think they both made big adjustments in their in their training camps and their preparations for this fight and i don't know i don't think you can base you know their past performances on on what we're going to see come saturday night and that that's what makes it that much more intriguing yeah you know um i've never seen a fighter like do that and you know like i just said but i also he was pretty frank about it afterwards. Like, like the, some of the interviews I've watched and read uh, of him in the lead up to this fight, it's like he like was like pretty much admitted to, it. yeah, I, though I wasn't gonna win, I wasn't, I was off that night. Something felt off in my body, so I want to live to fight another day. Uh, so I literally just like got on my bike and made it to the final round, which is nuts. I mean, at least they admitted it; they didn't like run away from it. Um, this guy was like on the trajectory. He was supposed to get the tank fight. So Hector Luis Garcia. Well, yeah, he was interim champ. Yeah. Yeah, Hector Luis Garcia was a massive underdog in that fight. Like he's now the 135 champ. Like he had a great year um, last year, uh, Hector uh, Garcia, and he ends up getting like a huge payday fight tank. Like this was supposed to be the guy, Chris Colbert. Like PBC had big plans for him. Uh, you know, he's a big personality. Uh, he was headlining fights for a while. Um, but then he had that has that loss. So like you said, he's got to get back into that win column. And I'm sure he's kicking himself because he could have got that tank fight, like a tank Chris Colbert fight. I mean, that would have done huge business or bigger business than the Garcia fight, I think. And Colbert was 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 calling for that fight as well. He wanted that tank fight. And, you know, I mean, Colbert's called out everybody for, anywhere around his weight class, which is what you want to see from a young fighter. But uh, and like I said, it's good for him to be back. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um good to see new york guys who are, who are getting these these big opportunities but um yeah i mean it, it, that but that listen that's boxing man you're you're, you're right here but it, you know this 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 it takes it takes a marathon to get here yeah and then it's so hard to do that extra it's just yeah. that's that's what boxing is boxing is a marathon but every inch counts so uh, you know he, he he got there he 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 was just about the grass the, the brass ring um he faltered 
but now he's back and he's got another opportunity. That's... Good thing he's very he's super young, so he's got yeah. um uh, uh, he's got another marathon in him. Hopefully, that's the, you can say the same thing about Jose uh, Valenzuela. Not as yeah, big as very a, a prospect of Chris Colbert, uh, but definitely someone that was on that trajectory. You know, big plans for him, and he gets absolutely like ran over by Edwin De Los Santos. Uh, who was a really hard-hitting Dominican fighter, and that was September of 2022. That was on the uh, heck, uh, the Luis Ortiz, Andy Ruiz card. That was a, a shocker. Like that, this is another mm-hmm. guy they were talking about in Valenzuela for potential uh, Tank Davis fight. Like that Tank Davis fight was the January fight. Like that was pretty much known. Like that was he's going to fight in January before he fights Ryan Garcia. Who's it going to be? Ends up being Hector Luis Garcia, not. Chris Colbert, not Jose Valenzuela. Uh, so but it also introduced us to Hector Luis Garcia, exactly. who has turned out to be a very good fighter. And so I, I guess think we're meritocracy see does exist sometimes. Sometimes it worked out for me in my in my career. Yeah. I, I beat the guy who was supposed to be, you know fight the guy, so I got the I got the fight. You know, and, right. and it, it works out sometimes. You and, beat Provodnikov, so then you get. No, so I beat Taylor. You I beat Taylor, Taylor, who who was number three in the world with WBO, who was who was slated to fight. Provotnikov. I beat him, so then I got the Provotnikov fight. Provotnikov was supposed to fight Pacquiao. I beat Provotnikov, so I got the Pacquiao fight. Um, and then I was fighting Amir Khan, and because the winner was supposed to get Floyd Mayweather, oh and God. I know it was it was that uh, that I was one of that. those that was one of those marathon. And and Khan didn't get the fight because he didn't look good in the fight against me, and, and most people had me winning the fight anyway. So they weren't going to give him a Mayweather fight that he had been calling for for years. Based off the performance where most people thought he lost. Wait, so after you fought Khan, was that when Floyd put out like the fake poll? He said the fans were going to decide who I'm going to fight next, and Khan was on it, and like everyone voted for Khan because he's got a whole freaking country behind him and like two countries behind him technically, and he Floyd still didn't give him the fight. You I don't remember. remember I don't remember the timeline of when that was. Yeah, me neither. Um, he, I was. He... I was pretty dejected after that fight. I, I I stayed off of social media and boxing in general for. A yeah, couple months tough. after that one. I remember watching that at an airport uh, bar, your fight with Khan on Spike. When I watch it, I don't watch it as if I, it's myself, which is how I watch all of my fights. So I still enjoy watching the fight. But those scorecards haunt me. 116-111 is It was disgusting. in New York too, right? Yeah, but Khan's, very, very, Khan's family is very, very represented in New York. Of course. Got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right, let's move on. I'm, I'm, I'm getting like secondhand pissed that you should have won that. Yeah, fight. I'm, I'm bummed. No, nah, I don't want to. I got to keep the, the flow going here. We got to keep the, the vibes. <laughs> Things are good. Things are good. No, yeah, we're, we're fine. Chris Andre's life is doing, doing great. Hey, we're rolling. We're rolling, baby. Main event. Uh, Benavidez plant. Uh, go check out. Not yet, but on Friday we have our extensive preview. Um, in studio. Mono. Super mono. psyched about these. Mono a mono. My uh, Jeff was editing it today. Another guy at, at John Boy Media. Put some cool touches on it, some footage, photos. They look awesome. So check that out. Um, so you have like double end uh, plant uh, Benavides preview. I'm excited for this fight, man. I am really pumped for this one. Uh, kicking off the 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 big fight. Having a big fight in a while. Like, yeah, it's not a super fight, but like this is a fight where like we've been wanting this one for like three, four years now. Bad blood. 168. I feel like it's just been the division of just like sit around wait for Canelo. Like, no, these two guys are going to fight, and they can very well much, like, fight Canelo. Like, for Plant, it could be a rematch for Benavidez. He has a legitimate case now to say, I want to – I deserve a fight with Canelo Alvarez. Uh, you always said that I got to beat someone. They always bring up my resume. Well, I just beat 
Caleb Plant is a former world champ. I, I love this fight for so many different reasons. Yeah, I mean, you 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 put it great, and and one reason that you didn't mention is just the styles. Styles. It's a boxer versus it's a it's a boxer versus a pressure puncher. And you know, Benavidez is not a one punch guy. He's not that guy who's just kind of load up. He's not Tank Davis. He throws a ton of punches. He lets his hands go. He puts nonstop pressure. He is constantly coming forward, coming at you. He gets hit and smiles at you and keeps on coming. Um, Plant, who's kind of being seen more as a boxer puncher these days, based solely on the the knockout of of 38-year-old Anthony Durrell, um, which I don't necessarily classify him as a, as a, a boxer puncher as much as he is a boxer. And I think he's going to have to use his boxing um, in this fight. But um, yeah, I mean, the styles are awesome. I, I, it's it's one of those fights. And generally, I will go with the boxer in these kind of matchups, but we'll get into who we think is going to win in a little bit. Yeah, uh, Benavidez is a beast. I mean, to, to you have two eyes and you watch boxing, you know this guy can fill it up uh, offensively. Uh, he's top 10 in basically every category. Uh, he's number one in total connect percentage. He's number three in power connect percentage at 46%. Uh, he's number three in jab connect percentage. He's number four in just total punches landed per round. He's number four in plus minus. It's plus 16.7. Uh, Lance, the fifth uh, fifth most jabs per round in all of boxing, plus seven jabs around, uh, and lands 19 power shots around, which is ranks eighth. I mean, beasts. Uh, yeah, he's, he a beast. he's a nightmare. He's a nightmare is what he is. Beast is one thing. He's a nightmare. To be stuck trapped in a ring with that guy, who's first of all, he's huge for the weight class. He's really big. He's tall. He's long. He's heavy. Um, throws a ton of punches. Like you said, all those, all those stats you just gave. I mean, you feel that you feel everything you just said on out all the time. Copy box doesn't always directly correlate to what you see, but he's one of those guys where it does, you know, you, you can tell that he's accurate. He throws a jab, he throws combinations. He lets his hands go. He's very precise. Um, and his offense is really his defense. He just walks forward and throws a ton of punches and just looks to beat you up. He's a mugger. <laughs> like yeah. it's a really, really tough style to to deal with. He's a nightmare to be in the ring with. Yeah, he, I wouldn't say like he, he has one punch knockout power, but he's more of like a he'll wear you down. But like Beats everything he throws is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, even his jab, like he's got such a good uh, IQ in there. He's been doing this for such a long time, like legit a lifer. Um, I seen a fight up close. It's really something to see up close. Uh, I think the fight was like a Durrell fight. Uh, that was on the under the co-main for the Spence versus Porter. Uh, fight and he just like systematically just broke Darrell down. This was like a couple years ago, so Darrell was still somewhat in his prime. Um, so that's Benavidez. Obviously, Plant, you know what Plant is. He's a slickster. Um, still pretty good too in terms of power. Uh, like thirty percent of his power shots. He got that big one punch knockout uh, over Darrell. Um, but that was a close fight up until that point. Like he finds himself in a in a lot of close fights, Plant, because he doesn't have the the one punch power to keep guys off of them. Um, and I think that's going to be the case in this fight. The in- interesting thing in this fight that I'm, uh, that I want to see is can Caleb plant slow down Benavides? Benavides throws a shit ton of punches around. We just went over his offensive numbers. Plant is going to have to find ways to slow down Benavides, get it down to his pace, which is like 45 punches around. Um, if you can get it down to that, if you can slow it down, then he he can find himself looking at a W. If not, if he, he's not going to go toe to toe with Benavides. That would be silly. Yeah. So I want I want to 
push back a little bit. Yeah. I don't think it's the one punch power that he needs to, to, to keep the guys off him. Like you said, I agree with you that it is, that's one of his big issues and um, is keeping guys off him. That's why he gets in these closer fights. I think it's more his physicality. He's not physical with his yeah. body. If you're a boxer, you've got to be physically strong to be able to use your body and move guys off you. Um, even like a Pernell Wicker, you know, who, who wasn't a puncher. He couldn't really punch. He wasn't power, but he was physically strong. He had very strong legs. He'd get really low. He'd get under guys. He used to pick guys up all the time. He was a physically strong guy. So even if you're not a puncher, you've got to have that physicality to keep a guy off you. I don't see that from Plant, and especially with a guy like Benavidez. I don't think Plant has any other choice but to now use power to keep Benavidez off him. He's going to have to hit him some, with something early to to deter Benavidez from literally walking through everything he throws the way that a la Canelo Alvarez did. Canelo was not worried about anything coming his way when Plant, when Plant was throwing at him. Partly was because Plant didn't really stop moving to throw any power, power punches. But with Benavidez, he is going to have to stand his ground. He is going to have to trade at times. But he's got to be able to, he's got to be smart. He's got to, he's got to, he's quicker. He's faster on foot and with hands. He's got to land big shots and then move. So he's got to stop plant, bang, bang, plant. He's the plant, bang, bang. He's double left hooks. Very good. He goes low body and to the head and Benavides gets hit. He does. So early on, look out, look out for, for plant. He's going to land the left hook. We just need to see how Benavides reacts. If he can get Benavides to blink and take a half step back, we got a whole different fight than what I think is going to happen. I but that. if if he does what he did to Durrell, in which he gets cracked with a big left hook trading, bang, and then smiles at you and comes forward, yeah, it's going to be a rough night for Caleb Plant. That's what I remember about the Durrell um, Benavides fight when I was there ringside. It's like he was getting hit, like especially out of the clinch. Uh, Durrell was roughing it up, and I think Durrell's a little more physical than Plant. And like definitely. But, Benavidez, like, like he, he was just, like you said, like laughing it off. And, like, I feel like he was never in, in any t- form of trouble in that fight mm-hmm. with Darrell. And it was still, like, a, a bloody, bloody fight. And Darrell's a good puncher. Like you he said, is. he's a physical guy. He's rough. He's actually this a 2019, rough... too. This is four yeah. years ago. So right. Darrell was still, like, you know, not the 34. same Darrell that we saw. Sub, sub 35. Yeah, not the same Darrell we saw um, Plant take out. Uh, I'm interested. I, I can't wait for this fight. Like, I, like, I, I don't think Benavidez has fought anyone – uh, as good as plant, so I would like some pushback on Benavides. I feel like you, you know, I'm, I'm using this term because I, I just can't think of another one right this second. Like, he's a bully in the ring, like, he's a bully with the weight, like, he's a bully in the ring where he just overpowers guys. Like, I haven't seen much pushback, you know. I, I, I hope I'm hoping plant can offer something because I want to see Benavides kind of push. I'm gonna see him maybe in a little bit of trouble. Like, will that happen? We'll see. And like you said, it's going to have to be early, right? Like, Plant's got to Lance. They got to get his attention early because, you know, if you let Benavidez, like a bully, you let a bully keep going, like, eventually he's going to get comfortable in there. Well, Benavidez is a momentum fighter. If you give him momentum, it's too late. It's way too late. And that's one of the things that I think uh, the skill set of Plant gives him the ability to not get behind that eight ball. If he can stay light in his feet and he can keep – Benavidez off balance and he can keep cutting angles and keep moving and lateral moving because Benavidez is not the best guy cutting off the ring. He follows a lot, follows and walks into shots. So uh, there, there, there is that there, I see a way to win based on what, the, what, what gifts and talents that, that Caleb plant has. It's just, is he going to be able to execute it? And is he, and is he going to be able to not, I mean, keep it the pace up? Cause that's really what it is. He's going to have to work really hard to keep Benavidez off him. He's got to have to use lateral movement. He's going to have to use in and out. He's going to have to use height. Height changes. He's got to use every dimension 
in order to keep Benavidez off balance. And I'm just not sure that he can keep that up for 12 rounds. Uh, I'm going to tell you that Caleb Plant mean Caleb had another Twitter interaction. I did not hear about that. How'd this that time it was it was off the uh, DM. He he shot me a DM uh, oh, because that's, I posted. That's where it goes down. I hear. I hear it goes down it's just, in the DMs. Yeah, it's just the out of the DMs. Um, I'm at work. I'm just doing mind my business, making content. I put out this uh, photo: not the nine best defenders in boxing according to opponents' connect percentage. Uh, Bivol, Shakur, Boo Boo, Loma, Regis Progre, Ioka, Valdez, Lara, Inouye. Those are the top nine. And Plant uh, DM me. He's like, hey, I love your stuff. I love your content. I love your, uh, I love numbers. He goes, I've always been infatuated with punch stats since I was a kid. I'm wondering where where do I land on this? And um, I told him you 22.3%, which is really good. I mean, you mm-hmm. prob- he's probably top 15, number one at 168. He's the best defender at 168. Um, and he has the best jab percentage at 168. And like you said, like sometimes the stats don't tell everything, but sometimes they do. Like, mm-hmm. like if you think of Caleb Plant, you think of a guy that has a really good jab and is a good defender. He's slippery yep. and he's got a good jab. So me and Plant are best friends. That's that's cool. That's cool. You got a, you got some more famous friends. Um, you were saying that you said this earlier in the show about his uh, power punching. His power punching comes off his jab. That's why his power punching percentage is so high because he does have an excellent jab and he, th- he throws a very varied jab. He throws is a very educated left hand where he changes the kinds of jabs that he throws. And people at home are like, "What the hell is he talking about?" There's there's the jab. Wait, no, there's no, you're no. Right. there's countless jabs, countless jabs. Anyone who knows anything really about the nuances of boxing knows there's a lot of different kinds of jabs, and that's that's one of uh, the best weapons in in uh, Caleb Plant's arsenal is is his varied jab. So it's uh, boxing IQ comes with comes with education, obviously. So he's got an educated left hand. I heard it's like a pitcher. Um, mm-hmm. A good pitcher changes their speed. Yeah. Changes their Change pitch. pitch. You can't throw a fastball 95 every time. A major league hitter will eventually catch up to it and time it. Like, you can throw different types of jabs. Like, like a pitcher throws a different type of fastball. Two seam, four seam, sinker. So, uh, that's how I was always told. Uh, I think Paulie, your guy Paulie, would always say that on Showtime. He would always talk about – he would always pick up on guys that are throwing at the same speed. Mm-hmm. And they, that becomes easy to time. I think what plant plants crafty, like he doesn't have, wasn't blessed with that one punch power. Um, so he's got to do it in, in other ways. I'm, I'm really like excited for this fight. The more we keep sitting here and talking about it. Um, can't wait. I can't uh, wait till our preview comes out. I think, I think uh, you guys are really going to enjoy that at home. So make sure you tune in. Yeah. What other shows give you two previews? Not many. Uh, uh, no, no, I don't know. This, this, this <laughs> is, this, this, this is, there's a reason you guys are listening. We, yeah. we, we're good at this. Um, DraftKings has Plant as a plus two forty um, underdog. That seems about right. Over under set at nine and a half. I'm leaning towards the over in that. Um, I do think Benavides is going to win late. Um, that's going to be <coughs> sweating that one out if I do go with that one. Um, Benavides by decision is plus money. I don't think a lot of people are picking that. I think a lot of people are. The most of the money is on Benavides in this fight but not by decision. They're picking him by KO. That's why it's minus 145. Uh, no one is picking plant by knockout. That's plus 650. Uh, plant by decision, plus 450. That's interesting. That's interesting to me. If you think plant can outbox Benavidez, which I think is the only way for plant to win, right? The only way plant wins this fight is if he wins a decision. And if you're 
confident in plan and you think that Benavidez is a little overrated, you could win some money. But you don't believe so. You have a uh, Nostradamus-type prediction, right? You have an exact round? Yes. I, I, um, I, I like Plant. I like, I like his style. I like the way he boxes. And generally, when, when we have matchups like this, like I said, when you have a boxer versus a uh, quote-unquote puncher, uh, I pick the boxer. I think that at, I think at the highest level, when you have those kind of matchups, the boxer finds a way to win. Uh, but this fight's different because Benavides isn't a traditional puncher. He's a volume puncher, pressure fighter. And from what I've seen in the past from, from Caleb Plant, um, makes me think of the Uzakate fight. It makes me think of the uh, the Canelo fight, that he tends to fade the second half of the fight. And fading with a guy who's a momentum guy, I just think it's a, it, the, the, the matchup in terms of their, yeah, their trajectories of how their fights go and end doesn't really bode well for, for Plant. Um, and, you know, but then there's the argument about, well, well he won the Uzakate fight. You know, he, he started super strong. He knocked the guy down. He, you know, he boxed really well in the middle rounds and had to hold on a little bit at the end. And the fight was a little closer than you would have expected if you watched the first six rounds. Right. That's how I could see him winning this fight with Benavides. Like I said, if he hurts Benavides early, because I think he's going to win the early rounds, Caleb Plant. I think he's going to be too slick. He's going to use a lot of energy to keep Benavides off him. He's going to keep him, keep him off him. Uh, Benavides is also a slow starter. If he can put some hurt on him, and I think it'll be the left hook that will be the shock. If he can hit that double left hook, especially the body head, which everyone knows that, oh, you, you just talk about the Durrell fight. No, no. He did the same thing in the Uzagate fight. He dropped him with that, too. It's one of his better combinations. Left hook to the body, left hook to the head. It's a fundamentally sound combination that everyone learns in the gym early on, and Plant does it beautifully. If he can land that kind of punch and get respect from Benavides, maybe hurt him. If not, if, if not, if not hurt him, get, at least get respect which will extend how many more rounds he can put in the bank going into the second half of the fight. I could see him pulling it off and getting a decision victory, but I think he's gonna have to go through hell those last couple of rounds, but I, he's got a, he's got a lot of ground that he needs to bank leading into those, that, that second half. But ultimately I don't think that's going to happen this fight. I got Benavidez by stoppage in round nine. Oh no. That's I know, the, buddy. That's why when, when you told me, when you told me the nine and a half, I was like, oof, nope, we're going against each other. We're going head to head once again. I got to think about that. I, I haven't put it down yet, but I, I think Benavides will win. It's just a matter of when. Um, if he comes out like he came out in those press conferences, he's pretty pissed. He's so fired it, up. He's fired, fired up. up. So maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um... But he fights like that, too. It's not like it's not like someone who's, who's you know, pumping their chest and they're going to go out there and, and, and not perform. That's yeah. the way he fights. He comes out hard. He pushes, pushes, pushes. And gets he gets bigger and stronger as fights go on, which you don't see a lot of that. I mean, it's 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 a very impressive style. Right. We got one guy in plant who has already reached the mountaintop, and the mountaintop is the Canelo fight. And mm -hmm. you got one guy that's like we know as much as he like says like oh, I don't care if I get a Canelo fight, I'm done calling for it. He wants that Canelo fight. He wants that money. That's the reason yeah. why he's still at 168, killing himself to make the weight. That's another interesting aspect of uh, of this fight. Love it. Uh, it's Showtime uh, pay-per-view this weekend uh, over in, in Las Vegas. Also, quickly, Jose Ramirez, Richard Comey. Um, are you giving Comey a shot? And this was a weird fight. Obviously, Ramirez was supposed to fight uh, for the title, supposed to fight Progray, and decided uh, the money wasn't right with the split. Uh, turned down a, a title fight before that to get married. Um, interesting. Uh, can't fault him. I mean, it's his life. Uh, but now he's fighting uh, Richard Comey in his hometown. And he does sell a lot of tickets, but still not a title fight. Weird fight, but a fun fight. Fun fight. And do I give Comey a shot? Yes, because he's got a shot. 
the guy the guy can punch i've been hit by comey in many times in sparring and the guy can really punch especially with the right hand but he's got a good hard jab too and his left hook ain't ain't too shabby either so you know the guy can punch the issue for me is the weight class is that ramirez is a big 140 and comey has done his best work at 135 you know he's moved up to 40 he fought pedraza who's not a real 40 pounder either um fought a very very good fight in that fight ended up in a draw but, you know, 140 is a, a, a different weight class than the 135s. So if if that punch survives into the 140s, will it be enough to hurt the generally iron-chinned Ramirez, who is a very, very durable guy? Now, call into question the weight again. Ramirez is a big 140. I know he struggled to make weight in the past. I can't assume he's not going to struggle to make weight now a couple years later. Yeah. So there's that, too. So do you take into account that Ramirez may be – sweating down to 140 at this point and it might weaken him then you've got comey who's not sweating down has that strength that physicality he's got that punch so yes there is a shot for comey to win comey's a plus 500 underdog there's a pretty sizable that's favorite. a big underdog now. yeah ramirez is a big it's favorite. a puncher's chance at that point minus 900 i think that's kind of wide like only because i think ramirez obviously has such has a good pedigree and obviously he's a former world champion, but he has such up and down performances. He's had so many performances where I'm waiting for that like second gear, and we never get it. Um, where he fights, I think down, it's the weight, right? He fights down to his competition a lot, like, like bring up the weight. Um, now he's getting up there in, in, in age and in, in terms of trying to make 140. I think Ramirez will win this one. Um, I don't feel like I wouldn't touch this one in terms of um, gambling on it. Maybe the over. Uh, over it's 10 not a safe bet. Over not 10 a safe bet. You think he's right. gonna? Knock, you think he could knock out uh, Comey? Do I think he can? Yes. Uh, do I think he will? I I, I don't think so. Because one thing that so let's take the over uh, over ten and a half is a decent play. Yeah, but I, I was thinking in terms of betting the underdog, but uh, it's, no, it's I'm not, not really touch that. Not a safe, not really a safe bet. Um, Ramirez is a very good body puncher, and I haven't really seen anyone target. Uh, Comey to the body, I, and I think especially that's because he's he's a dangerous puncher. So when you got a guy who can really who can really sling right hands, it's 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 a risk going down to the body. So we'll see if that if if Ramirez being such a good body puncher and also being so busy with this lead hand, guys who are busy with lead hands, there's more opportunities for your opponent's right hands. And Comey is a right-handed puncher, so there are opportunities for comey to land that shot i'm just wondering if that 135 pound power is going to show up at 140 with a guy like ramirez who's been sturdy he's been pretty sturdy uh sinisa strada is also on this card uh she's looking to get a title shot uh lawrence okoli also fighting this weekend i mm-hmm. think you can get it over on pro box i just saw something on 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 social media uh international yeah, actually spoke to him today we had we had an interview with uh with lawrence okoli and nice. uh he had all the right answers and he, uh, right? yeah, cruiserweight WBO world champion. He sounds like a champion. I've, I've interviewed uh, Lawrence before. Um, spark guy, very well-spoken, um, thoughtful guy, very thoughtful guy too. And, but I, I, he, I have, I have the feeling that he's no, I don't have the feeling. I, I saw it. I heard it. He has the presence of a champion now, nice. you know, and the first, when I talked to him last time, it was uh, before the pandemic or during the pandemic and he wasn't the champion yet. And now he is, and yeah, he's, he's, he's wearing the crown and he wants to go out and put on a, a big performance and don't, don't, don't be surprised if he goes for it early as he was kind of alluding to in the interview, but Hey, listen, David light is a tough, strong guy. Um, he, he's, he's pretty sturdy comes forward, but 
yeah, I, I think it'll be a, a good fun fight. I like cruiserweights. They're they still got fast hands and they can punch. Cruiserweights fun. Um, not a lot of big names at cruiser. Uh, yeah, they, it's, 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 it's a springboard. Yeah, Jay Alpatai is the ring in IBF. Uh, he burst onto the scene, Australian guy, huge upset. Uh, he beat Breedis. Uh, and you got O'Coley. Um, you got Breedis. I don't know what his deal is. Dortikos has been in that Benbadu Jack, who won a title. So yeah, I don't resurging, know a resurging Badu Jack. Right. So I don't know what the money fight is for O'Coley at, at Cruiser. Probably the Opatai fight um, to kind of consolidate the belts. And then Badu Jack's got the last one. Interesting. Uh, fun little weekend. A lot of fights this weekend. Um, lastly, we'll end with this. I wasn't going to. This wasn't in the rundown at all until I saw it on uh, Twitter right before we recorded. You Dana... throwing you throwing change ups on me, bro? Yeah, we we talk about change up. We're talking about change ups now. You now you're throwing curveballs and change ups. Uh, this guy. You see my curveball out on the JM warehouse. It's pretty nasty. Um, Dino White once again is trying to get into boxing. Um, I thought he was done with that. His last time he tried was 2017 with the Zufa stuff. Like he was talking about it was up during the Mayweather. McGregor lead up. Everyone he could talk to was, I'm going to get into boxing. I'm going to get into boxing. Never got into it. And then he said, oh, I I, I looked into it and no, uh, no, it, the sport's so messed up. I don't want any part of it. That was what he said. But really was like, he has no way in. He has no control. There's no fighters. He can't pay them small fee, uh, <laughs> uh, purses. He has, like I said, no control like he does in, in the UFC. So now, after like three years of saying boxing's a mess, they can't make the good fights, he, even his quote was even annoying. His quote was, uh, I think I can make the fights the fans want to see for a change. Like, oh, uh, bro, like we're in the middle of fight season. You're not paying attention? Like, there's a plenty of fights being made. Uh, I, the last thing boxing needs is another promoter. We need less promoters. This Dana White has done great things for UFC. He has really <laughs> not done good things when he's kind of veered out and ventured out. From the UFC, i.e. power slap. So I think it's hilarious. Not to mention, he can't even make the best heavyweight fight in his own company. Why isn't John Jones fighting Francis Nagano? Like, what the hell is going on here? That's That was a fight that everyone wanted to see, and you let it slip away. Like, give me a break. That's all I got to say. Well, like you said, he, he, he's, he's gonna, he said he's going to make the fights that the fans want to see. Guess what? We're boxing. You got to pay us. Yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly why Nganu left. Nganu left because he's like, hey man, I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. Like, you got to pay me, bro. Like, this is this is I'm an I'm a new I'm in a new tax bracket now. You don't want to pay me? Cool. I'm gonna go over there. So if you're gonna be saying claims like that, like, oh, I'm gonna make the okay. Well, you better get that checkbook out, big guy, because it's it's gonna cost you. Boxing is is very different than MMA. You see this all the time. You see people who are successful in other ventures, other endeavors. They come to boxing because they see the wild, wild west. They see opportunity. And they're like, yep. hey, I can change the game. There's so many things cent. wrong here. 50 Cent, Jay-Z, you name it. Rock, whatever. Rockefeller it's, it's, Boxing. I was at that first show at MSG. Rihanna was there. Freaking talk about distracting, counting punches when you're right looking across you as Rihanna. They failed. Yeah, fail. They all do. They all do. Listen, you, you cannot pass successes will not guarantee future successes and that's that's what these guys do they, they they're good at this and i'm gonna go over here and do it over there good luck man this is the, like top the boxing fraternity you. is deep yeah, yeah it's deep. like the mafia man it's like scary like a new guy comes in it's like, like the illuminati actually. that's what it is that's the <laughs> it's the illuminati. it really is it really is because like if they come in like like eddie hearn and and bob arum hate each other bob arum and 
Al Heyman hate each other. I'm sure Al Heyman hates Eddie Hearn. But they will come together and find a common foe in the newest guy on the block, whether it's 50 Cent, whether it's Jay-Z, whether it's whatever. And, Your enemy is my enemy. Right. So if they see Dana White coming into boxing on his high horse, they're looking kick him right off of that thing. We'll come a coalition. We'll become friends so we don't have to deal with one more person trying to get a piece of the pie. Because that's what it all is. And obviously this is Dana White just making headlines. I feel like he's trying to distract from the power slap failing, distract from Nagano or whatever. Even though UFC is doing great. Like UFC's like I'm not gonna sit here and say he's a bad promoter. Like, because he's awesome at his job at being the president of the UFC. Like, the boxing stuff is just so beat down. Like, every argument has been argued to the, to like, down to a nub. Like, we know that the fighters, it's almost two different sports. Like, the fighter pay is, to, it's two different sports. It's not even worth getting into. So, the, I'm shocked that he would bring this up again. Because he's just, it's just not going to make any inroads. Like, you don't have any fighters. You don't have a network. What are you going to do? Like, it's, it's ego it's ego and it's hubris you the power slap you try to eventually have failed so let's 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 circle back to boxing let's see if we can try it again yeah we'll, we'll see it'll probably, end, it'll probably end it'll, it'll end the way that the the last venture ended We're before it take, ends before it even takes off right i agree boxing's fine without dana white in here um let me enjoy ufc and, and run run that like run that like keep it going all right, that's it. Uh, good fights this weekend. Can't wait. I hope everyone enjoys them. We'll be back with a uh, recap episode either right after the fight or Monday or even Sunday. One of those three options. We'll have something on the YouTube page um, after this fight. Uh, Chris is going with Benavidez ninth round. Is that what you said? Nine. Yep, nine. And I am going to go with Benavidez, and I'm, I think I'm going to take that over of nine and a half. Uh, but you will have my official picks. I gotta check out my my Twitter page when I post them with DraftKings. All right, Chris, have a great weekend. What do you got planned this weekend? Watching fights. That's it. Cooking anything? Uh, yeah, always always cooking. I mean, cooking cooking and watching fights go hand to hand in my house. That sounds so. awesome. I'm yeah. coming to Florida one of these days. When, come on down, man. We we we'll, we'll pottle over. We'll pottle over the gyms down here and eat some great food. That would be Get sick. some sun. You need uh, some sun, dude. You really, you really I am do. Pale. I am pale. You need, you need some sun. Someone else said that to me in the office. I was like, all right, enough. It's freaking. What do you want? It's <laughs> April. It's March. Like, we'll get sun in Vegas and we go to Ryan Tank. Yes. Yes. Even we're gonna we'll, be running be... around like crazy. Will it be pool season yet? Can we? Can Definitely. we get a little pool? It's pool season. My buddies are out there. They live in Vegas. It's pool season already. Opening day. Uh, for that was like month ago mgm or whatever pool is there nice we'll get some sun all right man have a good weekend as always uh keep your hands up protect yourselves at all times stay out of dms unless caleb plant uh dms you we out